1: It's sippin' time. Hey, welcome to this uh, Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. Uh, this is good old boy Mike. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. This is a one-hour show that's mildly entertaining for... 22.3 minutes oh, today. Oh, we gained Ooh, a little better. bit. I'm, I'm going that's 20 seconds three. right there. You, yep. We're banned in three countries, one entire state, six municipalities, and Aunt Martha will still not speak to us. Our soft well goal... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right off the bat, man. It just, just had to go right there, didn't it? Of course, that's getting a buzzer. Rammer our, jammer. our soft goal is to offend at least one person every episode, and today's target is going to be... You're already done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people who <Coming> think, today <laughs> yeah, I know people who think the windy city is all about the wind and dramatic pause. okay, thank you. <laughs> this is good old boy Mike at the table. I have a huge crew here to talk about uh, our show for today. Joining me here is good old boy Jason. Good to be here. Uh, we have uh I'm gonna say good old gal uh Julie uh Julianne. Good old gal Carrie Ann. Where's Juliana now? No, she's not here today. Oh, good God. Good old gal I'm Carrie Anne is Carrie. joining us. Say yeah. hello. Hello. And uh good old boy John. Still proud to be here. <laughs> uh good old boy Harmeet.
2: Let me say something. <laughs> Again. I'm only a good old boy because i married into an Alabama. <laughs> roll
3: Tide. I, roll Tide, that's right. Can, can you in, press that buzzer in button India, again for India, we don't know me? what you're talking about, this good old just, boy thing.
1: Just, there you just, go. Get, just keep buzzing. Made Man Bob, a, thank you for joining us. Always good to be here. And Made Man Brent. It's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, both uh, Maidman Brent and Maidman Bob are joining us from the Bourbon Mafia. Why don't you guys take a minute to tell us a little bit about the Bourbon Mafia.
4: Well, the Bourbon Mafia is a group of uh, high-end enthusiasts and industry professionals. Um, we- he
2: means by by high end he means rich
5: (laughs) (laughs) we love rich people i I wouldn't know about that
6: part bob has has kids going to college uh, soon other events
1: we do a lot of charity work and uh great group of people thank you very much carrie ann's joining us from her blog which is straight up 615 as well as a lot of other great activities carrie ann why don't you introduce some of your blog and some of the other things you do uh, for our audience
7: My official job title is Tennessee Whiskey Evangelista. I work for a little distillery called 10 South. And I write about all things happening in the Tennessee spirits world for whiskey wash and my blog, Straight Up 615.
1: Thank you very much. This show is sponsored in part by The Bourbon Review, a quarterly magazine, and online source for all things bourbon. Check them out at www.thebourbonreview.com. And also... Fine Spirits, home of the Enematic Machines, serving great products by the glass. www.finespirits.net. All right, so listen, I had a listener actually ask me if I was actually saying Enema Machines. <laughs>
6: I was, I,
5: I just was getting ready to order <laughs> Do, do I get one as a gift so for I being was like, on the show?
1: No, it's a liquor store. I mean, you know, I guess I need to work a little bit more on my Midwestern diction. So I would say enomatic machine. You know, while I'm actually reading our uh, sponsors post. So anyway, uh, it's 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 enomatic. Well, see like
2: enophile like like wine lover.
1: That's even getting it's closer
5: that, it, to it's the sphincter.
6: Italian
5: <laughs> uh, Enemophile? Is that what he just said? Enophile. Enophile. Like O-E-N-O. Enophile, Enophile. E-N-O? And you
1: actually E-nophile. thought that I would say that correctly it, the first time. Mm, no. I saw one of
6: those enophiles <laughs> once He
4: was on Facebook, and they were cool. talking about arresting him. They yeah. called no, that no, dude. The, they no, will all right. arrest
2: me because they think I'm Muslim, but I'm not. All right, <laughs>
1: Well, our sub-segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, coffee, tea, and God forbid, whatever else is on this show. Today's episode is a distillery takeover on Few Spirits and the Splinter Group. We'll be covering these products today. We'll be talking about Few Spirits bourbon, rye whiskey, and their barrel gin. And from gin
2: was not on the job description for me, and this is gin.
1: Gin, <laughs> yes. But it's brown. Yes. And from the Splinter group, we're going over two products, Slaughterhouse and Straight Edge, are the two products that we're uh, covering from them, as well as the three from Few. So two very different approaches, uh, what we're going over today. Now, Few Spirits, actually, they make all their own products, and Splinter actually sources all of their whiskey. So um you know there's actually kind of a focal point for uh the splinter group on the barrel finish Uh, because we'll talk a little bit more about dave finney you know we kind of swing around to the splinter group and a lot of the buzz yeah (laughs) uh but i've actually asked bob to cover some of the background on few spirits distillery and we'll get right into the tasting after we cover some of this background material take it away bob
4: all right the first distillery within the city limits of evanston illinois few spirits was founded in two thousand eleven and represents the grain and glory of the american midwest uh we make grain spirits you said midwest
2: and glory in the same sentence yeah, i don't tell you <laughs> all right I'm just saying we make
4: grain spirits because <laughs> we're in the country's breadbasket, says founder paul wetko uh whose distilling philosophy is grain to glass we're able to source our corn wheat and rye regionally much of it from farm cooperatives A former patent attorney, don't hold it against him, his mother thinks he's a garbage man, uh, (laughs) Letko overcame antiquated laws in order to route Few into Evanston, one of Prohibition's birthplaces. Today, the alley entrance still evokes the feeling of an era's hidden production. Located in a former repair shop for cars of unknown ownership, Few has 2,700 square foot of distilling floor and 400 square foot of tasting room. Although the science of the distillation process is relatively simple, the art is not, and the approach of our distiller is the distinguishing factor. We do not buy neutral based spirits made anywhere else, and then distill it on our own. And says what? Go. We made the grain alcohol here. We control the ingredients, the techniques, and the equipment. And they have a chop chop.
1: Mm. <laughs> and you get your muffler fix in the same neighborhood.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> in the, yeah so definitely yeah, from... Uh, you know, he, is, he is an attorney, so, you know, I mean, there might be some funny stuff going on. But uh, hell of a nice guy. I met him at uh, Whiskey Fest in Chicago. And uh, in a very, very great place. Uh, and here's more of Paul, ta- uh, Paul talking about this history.
8: Can't get in here without walking down an alley, which is kind of picture-perfect for a distillery in the home of Prohibition. The name Few kind of is intended to evoke the fact that we don't make a lot, we just make a few. We are a grain-to-glass distillery, and what that means is that we actually make alcohol here on site. So we bring in all of our Midwestern grain, we mash it, we ferment it, and then we distill it. We actually create a product here, and that's why our products taste different than everybody else's. The business kind of started a few years back. I'd been a home brewer for about 20 years, didn't really want to do something with beer because it was too close. My grandfather had a lot of history in the beer business because back before World War II, his family owned a very large brewery in what's now the Czech Republic. After Hitler invaded, they didn't own the brewery anymore. He spent the rest of his life trying to get the brewery back and never did. I wanted to do something to help build on, honor that legacy, but create something new. One of the challenges in particular in the spirits business is that there is not a lot of bad spirits on the market. If you don't have quality, then you don't really have a whole lot. We currently have three whiskeys on the market, and we currently have three gins on the market. We won a double gold medal at the New York International Wine and Spirits competition for our white whiskey. It would certainly win a lot of critical recognition for our products. Not everybody's gonna like a few spirits, but the few people who do are gonna. Really
1: so uh thanks for the uh background um you know directly from paul himself there and uh so i've asked carrie Ann to share with us a little bit more background on few spirits
7: sure so for his bourbon let go mixes a bit of southern tradition and northern style in a mash bill or grain recipe of 70 percent corn 20 percent rye and 10 percent two row malt that's a regional barley The bourbon is then aged in new white oak barrel, which views sources from a Minnesota cooper. Because the frost-free growing season is shorter there, the tighter grains of the wood produce a better balance of pepper and vanilla and make the tannins more intense, he says. At the cooperage, a cooper places an open-ended barrel over a super-hot flame. I think that's a technical industry term. And torches the inside super hot.
1: <laughs> What if it's not super hot?
3: What if it's just like
1: <laughs> mild high?
7: Super hot? It's
1: super hot. Yo, baby come it's over here. Let's make it super hot again.
7: <laughs> I know this term because go in the industry that is how I am. Stick described. your tongue
1: on this. <laughs> yeah, I heard you're on
2: the Swedish bikini team.
5: Mm-hmm. There you go. Go, Swede. Northern Alabama. Mm, yeah.
7: Roll Tide.
5: Ah, there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just <laughs> obsessed do anything I'm really to get back sorry. in there. It's just a band. natural get reflex that I have.
2: you in Alabama. I understand this, but you know what? You'll get back in there once. No, you
6: won't. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
7: so we take that super hot flame and torch the inside until it reaches the desired char level for which Letgo is on the heavier side. Darker chars caramelize the wood sugars to create more intense vanilla notes and a richer color. I'm um, gonna go with number four char here. Come on, just number four chart, right? Number four crocodile. On the four spirits heck of mix, the American and barrel gins share a link to his old hobby, beer brewing. You can't just make a good gin, he says. You have to make a good gin that is different. And while I Let Go of, adds American bread cascade hops, which deliver a citrus note that you won't find in other gin's. Letko also ages his amber-toned barrel gin in oak barrels previously used for the company's bourbon and rye, as well as in unused barrels. The gin from the different barrels is then combined to attain a balance of flavors and color. After all the work, the label can only uh, say it's a barrel gin.
1: We'll cover the rest of this right after this commercial break. (laughs)
6: Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows, my hand is yours forever sweet
1: hey welcome back to sips suds and smokes on today's episode we're talking about a variety of products a whole lineup from few spirits out of chicago and the splinter group out of napa valley uh we're going to cover all these products carrie ann was going over some background on few spirits we ran out a little bit of time there so you're going to pick it up with the gin telling us a little bit more about this
7: so (coughs) we're talking about barrel aging the gin and the government not allowing it to be identified as barrel aged they say you can't put a gin in a barrel, Lego explains. Although I tell them we do have the technology. We call it a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Which What's is the also how level? one gets an enema.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I have it in my nose. That's more information. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. Out here in
7: the heartland where Prohibition got its start, Lego understands that not all laws are logical.
5: <laughs> That's why charcoal filter it in <laughs> mm. Tennessee. Right. Well, uh,
1: so John is the declared newbie on this show, so we're going to stick with tradition and have our new host actually read the SIPs rating. So John's challenge is that he's going to have to read the Uh SIPs ratings that would embody the elements of sounding like he's having an enema while he's sharing with you the SIPs ratings for our show today. All right.
6: Good
2: old boy, John. John, John, just remember, the liquid is cold. Uh. (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> Take it away Good old boy John Sips ratings Number one Bend over <laughs> Give me an enema To wash out my mouth
6: <laughs> Water.
5: Wow Sips rating number two Nice But do you have an enema I can have <laughs>
3: Well isn't <it> that nice
5: <laughs> Sips rating number three Hmm, interesting. Was that an enema you just gave me? (laughs) Sips rating number four. Let's keep this enema secret to ourselves. Me pour another me an- pour me another, please. Me- <laughs> and zip rating number five. Oh my god, I was unaware anything could be this good.
1: Oh
4: my goodness. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't think That I'm was la- a good enema I don't think I've <laughs> no, laughed that a good I have not laughed that hard With the Sips introduction In quite a while You know Other than Jason trying to Channel you know, he, a, has a, a, yeah, he, he hasn't He has a fantasy relative. Hard
4: the last show we did we did it at a bar in sarasota and we had a woman running around like a lunatic oh yeah oh my god that lady money. was awesome and he didn't even laugh at that so yeah yeah this is the most he's laughed.
1: that's pretty funny well we're she gonna was
4: dr- she was drunk two hours before we arrived
1: yeah, uh at least um and then some well we're gonna get right into our first products harmeet's gonna give us some background on the bourbon from few spirits take it away good old boy harmeet
2: all right. Well, few spirits, you know. Like I said, they say few, and few people uh, enjoy their. Bur- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, he's coming no, right out. They say harsh.
2: they call it few because they. It's a small production thing. This is the real deal. These guys are actually taking the grain. They're making it themselves. They're distilling. They're doing the mash themselves. They're doing the distill themselves. They're starting from scratch. This is not BS sourced whiskey. Well, I, I shouldn't even call it sourced whiskey BS. I like sourced whiskey. So let me start again. few spirits is southern tradition, meets northern rye. That's what they're about. So this spirit is distilled through the timeless uh, liquor making process of utilizing three grains. So they're infusing generations of southern tradition, of spiciness of northern rye for a touch of and a touch of malt. So the smoothness of the corn. Okay, starting with really great corn, a touch of rye, and just a little bit of malted barley. So it's handcrafted, small batch, and it's. They use. I'm, I'm sure. Do they have their own cooperage, or are they they're buying their barrels?
1: Uh, they they sure. buy their barrels.
2: They buy their barrels. They've won a bunch of awards, and they've been honored by the the Beverage Tasting Institute. For they've had a gold medal. They've had a couple silver medals and they make some really nice whiskey. So, um, Mike, tell me, what do you think about this first bourbon?
1: Well, uh, so it's very interesting that, you know, even the description of this as a bourbon itself, um, other than the mash bill, you know, kind of stepping into it. I would really almost go so far to say, if we were doing this blind, and I were to ask people if this is a bourbon, would you have picked it as a bourbon? No. John's saying no. No. <clears throat> no. No. Yeah. no. So, no. you know, I think that uh, it was the telltale thine, uh, sign was actually my very first tasting note, which was, it's very floral. Um, and I'm not saying that just because the barrel gin is absolutely filling the entire room, you know, but the there was definitely a very heavy floral component I really thought it was easy drinking and I can see why this would appeal to a fairly you know broad audience as well I gave it a four you know I just thought that it was uh, very approachable um, but I think that if I were to look at the label and say is this bourbon a four I would have difficulty in saying that but the drink in the glass uh, was good um, good old good old boy Jason what do you think so
3: I whiskey wise, the taste, I think it's middle of the road, it's mediocre, it's not horrible, it's not great. However, his process, his method, I completely respect his process and method. I think this whole <coughs> farmed table grained glass movement that's going across America right now is a very respectable one. And I think the direction that he is going is a great one. I think this whiskey is too young. If it was me i would have aged it for another two or three years but i respect his process and method so i'm giving it a three
1: Hmm. so same question were you tasting it for what it was or what it's what it is i was tasting it for what it is if i if i tasted this
3: blind i I might have given it a less of a rating but because i know of his process i gave it a higher rating Hmm. and it you know just Talking about like this whole grain to glass and farm to table, you know, there's been a lot of uh, shows and documentaries about that, and I just really respect the process.
5: Good boy, John. What do you think about the few bourbon as a bourbon or as a drink? As a drink, yeah. Let's stick with that. As a drink, I enjoy it. I, but I drink all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I as, as we're all looking around the room of 400 Vaseline bottles, you know, if I, yeah, he acety- water. I'm a paint thinner guy. Yeah. I, <laughs> hey, at least I, the paint thinner, thinner now. We need to go. Look, my wife and her friends, we drink, they drink wine out of boxes. That sounds, that sounds like a good t-shirt, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I don't mind a screw cap fire on fire? a bottle of wine. I'm a paint wines. thinner guy. I don't mind a screw cap on a bottle of wine. <laughs> But I the have been in the as a fairly, <laughs> as a fairly newbie collector. I'm drinking lots of stuff, mm. there, and and so there's absinthe in the next room. There's we I drink all kinds of stuff, and as a drink, I would give this a three. Wow. As a bourbon, I give it a one. Ooh, I'm gonna go with a two to split here. Well, wow, so
6: isn't that there. nice?
5: <clears throat> go to Gal
1: Ann. What do you think about few spirits bourbon?
7: Look I work for a little distillery and we're making all our own things and I understand the challenge of aging this is young um, it's a little grassy. I'm really looking forward to tasting it in a couple more years. I gave it a two.
1: Wow I like grassy yeah, I think that's that a nice. lot more of what I was picking up um, so I was saying floral and after you said grassy I'm like mm, yeah I, I think it's a better description. Yeah.
3: Hey, it tastes a little <coughs> hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, girl. Aww.
1: Made Man Bob, what do you think about uh, the Few Spirits Bourbon here?
4: Uh, it's got a very uh, the nose is very putty like, almost like a like a plumber's putty. Uh, I'm, I'm getting hints of leather and oak, uh, a little linseed oil and sandalwood. Um, again, I, I, I agree, it needs a little more time. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what this will be in another two or three years if they leave it in the barrel.
1: Um, I give it, I give it a three. Ah, how about that? Interesting. <clears throat> Made man, Brent. What'd you think about the bourbon from Few Spirits? Okay, I have a
0: different take on it. I uh, I love the I love that the the process that they're going through. I love it. I just when I had it, it really wasn't a lot of spice to it, and the the, the taste that I got of it was uh, a little of overcooked popcorn. Yeah,
4: exactly.
0: Popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't. It just wasn't wasn't in my profile. And it doesn't mean that it's not in others, but I mean, I gave it
1: a two. Mm, how about that?
0: Well, isn't that nice? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so? Uh, Harmony, can I ask you to continue uh, going over the next product, which is the rye whiskey from a few spirits?
2: All right, well, um, I, I see how a lot of you guys are, are rating it as oh, here's the drink and here's the bourbon. Look, I just rated it as, as a as you know, as a bourbon, actually. Look, the nose. I got a lot of oak, but really it's young, and I agree with um, Carrie Ann, it's grassy, it's floral, roll, roll and that's yep. just because it, it needs time. Uh, it. On the palate, it had good oak, it had good leather, it was, the corn was there, <clears throat> it just is way too damn young. and and. I'm gonna guess here that they use spring corn, not winter corn. Winter corn has a lot more sugar to it. This did not have the sugariness I was expecting to uh, expecting to have. After I added the water, there was not a big change and I, but I still gave it a three because you know what I respect the process and it's it's a decent bourbon mm.
1: So let's swing around to talk about the uh, next product here in the lineup, the rye whiskey. So uh, here's a quick description from Few Spirits. The rye whiskey is born of hearty grain and patience. A generous rye content is married with the sweetness of corn from a genteel interpretation of the venerable spirit. Patiently aged and air-dried oak barrels, its spicy character transcends more resurgence. Behold the renaissance of rye. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry One day <clears throat> Enema? Yeah <laughs> That was an enema of the mouth right there
7: I would choose this for my enema any day
1: There were so many big words in there I am worthy of actually being qualified to drive After reading that successfully <laughs> <All right. laughs> I know rye, and you,
5: sir, are uh, no rye.
1: I've a few uh, few awards for the Few Spirits Rye. This was actually the Whiskey Advocate Craft Whiskey of the Year, and they also won a gold medal uh, in the Beverage uh, Tasting Institute. International Whiskey Competition also gave them a gold medal for this rye as well. Um, I, my quick tasting notes on this. Did no anyone
6: else to enter? Uh,
1: I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I really uh, definitely caught the rye up front. Oh I actually love the spice. I really thought the the only thing that caught me around this was kind of a harsh finish. I thought there was some floral component to it. Again, you know, I'm not really quite sure. Maybe something in their yeast strain or, you know, that's kind of playing around with this. That's kind of bringing the floral. And Carrie Ann's kind of shaking her head and i have got to believe that's you know I believe to that's I believe she's saying
2: you're wrong, Chuck. <coughs> this is one of
1: those millennial entitlement achievement award.
2: Mike, you're Chuck now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
5: a participation award.
1: My sips rating is a three. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're uh um, we're gonna be short on time here, so I'm gonna pick uh three more people. Good old boy Jason, what do you think about the ride?
3: Alright, so I know we, around the table we've been giving few a hard time, but I will say, I think this rye is going to be, in a couple years, extremely, extremely good. Um, Usually when you taste young rye, it's, as Carrie-Anne said, it's very grassy. It's very hay-like. I think the characteristics of the rye grain in this is extremely good. Um, I think it's young. I think it needs to go for a couple more years, but I would honestly say that of all the young rye I've tasted, this is one of the best ones I've ever had. Hmm. Um, I give this a solid three, but I am expecting fours and fives in the future. Hmm. There you go.
7: I'd rather taste this as a distillate right now and then wait a couple of years to Hmm. get into it. How much rye is this? I think they're doing the
2: right thing. Look. The nose is grainy and grassy, like you're saying. It's just green. It has potential. Mm-hmm. I tasted this and I was like, oh my God, this is potential in a glass. Three. I agree exactly what he said. Three to five years more. This yeah. is amazing. I gave it a two now, mm. but I expect fours and fives yeah, out of Right, Right, nice?
3: and I agree with you. But if you're comparing this to you know the Willet distillate, the LDI distillate, the stuff that's two and three years old, this blows that stuff out of the water. Oh, I mean I, that well, stuff is just yeah, hard to drink. Uh, At year year least this is, basis, like, this
4: is like this, this is has got some roundness flavors to it. I don't, I don't, I don't
2: even it. Look, talk about Willit two year old or three year old. You get to the four to seven to ten. That's just that's just amazing.
5: Well. I have so a question look, as a, I have a question as a consumer. If you choose to dump your two, three year old rye on the market and expect me to buy it at my friends' stores, $40. then how am I supposed to like it?
6: So what you yes. guys
5: all just said, which I agree <clears throat> with, wow, this is gonna be awesome in three years. Well then, keep it in your. for three years. Yeah, I'm not, not supposed to, to like back. it, and, to I'm, not suppo- and, and uh-huh. I'm not supposed to, you know, tell my friends to go buy it because it, it should be. Make a it be out out of, out of it. Out a drink. Well, you know what? That's a great point. Yeah. if I was this, this guy this in the retail store, rye. I would say Ooh, because it's very yeah. sweet. This is cocktail It's very sweet. Let's gather one cocktail Let's gather one more tasting note. Right in front of your face,
1: made man Trent. What do you think about the? Rye here.
2: You've been drinking whiskey. It's Made Man Brent. 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 Did I, did I say trent All you I did. white guys uh, look alike to Made me Man. <laughs>
1: made Man Brent. What do you do think of the rye? It's 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 very young. I mean, they
0: they like to say that it's that you know it's up and coming and everything else, and and it's great. And and you can't compare it to something else because you have to compare it to itself. You can't compare it to. Other products or other things that are coming out and i just think that they just released it too young i think if they waited another year or two and then released it and then gave some and then gave some honest opinions about it i think it would be better but to me it's it's just a two Mm. that's
3: well isn't that nice
1: well let's move right along to uh the last product in the lineup from few spirits uh which is the gin here's the background on the barrel gin the Midas touch of oak and thyme. What was once clear is now complex, exuding subtle notes of fennel and peppery spices, while a smoky smoothness from the charred barrel permeates the juniper. This barrel-aged spirit tastes like gin, but has the maturity of a bourbon. Hmm, Boy, that's a huge stretch. (laughs) Uh, So, I like it several uh several industry awards here for their barrel gin um beverage institute uh, gold medal um and i think that's it for the barrel age gin and the highest uh, rating award for a gin in the last five years uh for this that this show. is the
2: wrong panel for this i mean carrie ann likes it i, I like, like it. it yeah i like it mm. damn good this gin. is this is not a bourbon drinker's <laughs> gin it's yeah. it's this is this is good it's jennifer jen drinker jen yeah. so i like so the gin, drinker
1: gin. so i like the conversation that Kiriya and i had before we actually flipped the mics on she was like w- which barrel aged gin do you like and i said i like the corsair you know uh barrel aged gin i think it's really good um that's fantastic
2: dude you're right
1: yeah right? i mean it, it, andrea's uh she's done a really great job and derek uh, both have really you know uh done a wonderful job of Trying to marry, you know, wood with with, uh, the right spice, you know, and herbal components. This, I don't know, there's just something off, you know, for me. Um, I, uh, here are the two things I wrote down. I wrote down wintergreen gum and pine (laughs) were the two things that I wrote down in terms of the amount of, uh, you know, spice that was kind of flowing off this. So, I mean, really just uh, amazing, Um, you know, the amount of... uh, you know, introduction of wood, you know, into this as well. I, it just kind of took me in a place that I didn't enjoy. So my sip's rating is actually a two for this.
6: Well, isn't that nice?
1: <clears throat> so um, you know,
7: Look, I make a barrel-aged gin, and I, oh, I, I really understand the process of it, and nice I think job. they're doing a great job with this. I haven't tasted the gin on its own to know what it's like before it goes into the barrel. I would definitely, you know, all those barrel-aged cocktails, a, a little Negroni, something like that, in here. I think it's.
2: Hmm. I'd give it a good solid uh, four A I like good it. solid yeah. four I, I gave it a four too yeah, I gave it a four as well it's Yeah that, that's three-fourths to your two
1: Yeah, yeah there you go <clears throat> Well
2: F- The fennel and the pepper is there This is Look if it were made from malted barley I'd expect it to taste more like Jennifer I can tell this is a grain-based gin mm-hmm. But the juniper is clean The barrel adds a lot of great hey, stuff we'll to it We'll be right this. back
1: in just a minute Talking more about the barrel gin Right after this break oh, yeah.
6: mm-hmm. Lovers Avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the world wind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Up to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wandering through. Open roads and open windows, my hand is yours forever, sweet love, our eyes
1: hey welcome back to sips suds and smokes today we're talking about a variety of products three products from few spirits as well as from the splinter group we've covered a few products from the few spirits lineup we just uh were talking about the barrel gin product for the break there and i was being told that two fours is better than a two <laughs> for sure um so bob what do you think about uh main man bob what do you think about the uh uh, barrel-aged gin from Few Spirits.
4: I think they're really on the right path with this. I mean, it's an excellent gin. I mean, you're really getting the botanicals out of it. Um, the barrel aging is 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 definitely helping to marry the you know everything together. Uh, very good gin. I, I I thought it was excellent. I
1: give it a four. Mm, how about that? So three fours and a two That's are definitely off base. <laughs> All right, which one of these things doesn't you're not know? A
2: gin drinker, you are a
6: bourbon. I am.
1: Definitely. I am a diehard gin guy. I'm telling you, I've I've probably had as much gin as I've had bourbon. So I don't you, like know, not, like not. you like Jennifer? Maybe not. like Jennifer? Maybe not. So, uh, but I have had a lot of gin, and I and I really do love. I yeah. love a wide variety of gins. I do. I. It's just some of those barrel aged products. You know, you just. Uh, it's. You, you got to set aside your preconception about what it could be or what it should be and just enjoy it for what it is in the class so like it's
7: not aging for years and years no. it's a few months and it's picking up just enough to change the flavor profile but not take it over and i think he's doing a great job of balancing all of that
1: yeah, yeah. well
2: Carrie is totally cooler than you man i'm just yeah. saying oh i knew that roll tide Totally! Oh,
7: <laughs> oh my God! God.
5: And <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my God! And we that regress
5: once again. Had Open her mouth. Have... Every
1: time. <laughs> All time. that. All that. It's four steps forward, ten steps back.
5: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. <Wow. laughs>
7: National champions.
5: Uh, (laughs) Whoa! Look at the hot chick in the bikini. Oh wait, roll tide.
1: I'm sorry. Who's in control of post production editing? I know exactly what's going to get cut from that. (laughs) And her mic has been muted and seen. All right. So uh, the last set of products champions (laughs) we're going to talk about are (laughs) my players can't read. Yeah, uh, highest
7: graduating class in thank you. the SEC
1: uh, probably we'd like oh, to get that, to the splinter oh, de- group like that debatable means
5: lot, you don't I have right. to read that bikini
7: debatable what
5: about Vanderbilt
1: Jason I've asked you to take the background on the yes. splinter group for us here tell us all about Dave Finney and his uh, mastermind here <laughs> Dave Finney is the mastermind behind
3: these products and many in the industry know Dave as all things from Orange Swift Wines Dave took this strong knowledge of wine and decided that there was a crossover product for whiskey. With easy accessibility to barrels, it was really a matter of finding the right sourced product. The actual source is a mystery, although we do know bin-to-bottle is involved in the bottle process, as they are also used in Orrin Hatch. This lit... Lineage, lineage. Oh no, there you go This lineage of Sourcing great wine Translated for Dave I think you mean
2: Orrin Swift <laughs> Orrin Hatch Is a freaking Senator Yeah, we yeah.
5: Hatch uh, uh, Who wrote this uh, Who my, did the write the this What the hell is Orrin Hatch From Alabama uh, Alright I'll start
3: over I'll start over on this. I'll start over I was actual drinking source. And typing At the same God. time What can I say He's got little Chubby fingers Sometimes oh, they hit Multiple
5: Try not to they're say like, Chubby I'm sorry Can you see this figure <laughs> it look chubby the pole hadn't even he's, been installed he's got yet.
3: donald trump hands orin i don't know swift
7: <laughs> my finger is currently plugging John's. orin aura.
5: swift don't talk about plugging please
3: in. continue all right the, the actual limp. the actual source is a mystery although we do know ben to bottle bottles involved in the bottle process as they are also used with orin swift the lineage of the sourcing great wine translated for dave and everyone was buzzing about this product before it even hit the shelf
1: very much so. And uh, I mean there was a lot of industry buzz around this. Absolutely. I I, I saw uh, huge ads and trade rags, you know, for months in advance before this bottle hit. And everybody and their brother was like, Hey, was tried have you tried Slaughterhouse? Have you tried slaughterhouse. Have you tried Slaughterhouse, house you tried Slaughter House? And I was like, uh, I haven't even seen it on the shelf. It's like a mystery product. You know, <laughs> like Dave Dave Phoenix. he's just a madman, you know. So I really thought that the amount of hype, you know, even before these products came around were a byproduct of a lot of things that he had experienced, you know, for uh, Orrin Swift itself. Um, and, you know, Prisoner was definitely just, I felt like he was writing a lot of the tidal wave, you know, off of the wine products, you know. So <clears throat> um, we're going to taste the... Two products I, that are available. I've
2: gotten drunk with this guy a couple times. Yeah, I love his wine. Mm-hmm. This is not the wine. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's that's pretty funny, right? Wow!
1: There. Stop <laughs> shipment. We'll give you the we'll give you the address of that store. All right. So I've asked uh, I've asked John to actually introduce the Slaughterhouse whiskey for us.
5: Oh, really? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we distracted over we should there should be sorry are yeah. there any big words in here uh
1: yes i would say oak is a big
5: word <laughs> white <laughs> aromatics red, red um you know what after spending nine years in american oak the spirit was further matured in our papillon barrels which added perfumed aromatics and rounded out the mouth feel Capital mouthfeel. The spirit was then tamed with pristine water originating from a natural hillside spring found on Dave's property 2,000 feet above the Alexander Valley in California. Hmm. What are your uh, tasting notes on this, John, for a slaughterhouse? You know what? I like slaughterhouse. I, I don't have any notes written down, but... In addition to this plastic cup of Slaughterhouse right here, I have an John, open. By, John, I have an I open feel like bottle. Been and,
2: drinking whiskey for some time. He didn't take notes. <laughs> I,
5: I got this bottle of Slaughterhouse here in my house, and I bought it because I want my friends to be able to taste it before they decide to go buy it. And I got no problem with this young whiskey. Mm. It's a young whiskey. What's your uh, sips rating? A three. A three.
6: Interesting. <clears throat>
1: so uh my own uh tasting notes really quick on this i wrote down sweet wood very heavy char um that was probably the one pronounced in fact i actually triple underlined heavy 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 char uh off of this um you know i just uh i remember the whole conversation when this came out in fact i think john and i actually exchanged some you know uh it was like hey did you pick this up yet um it's on the shelf and i remember actually sending a you know probably five or six notes to some close friends and saying hey this is on the shelf you should check it out um you had a great price point i really thought you know for the price it was definitely worth you know picking up i think that i looking back in hindsight i stepped into a lot of the hype i really did um but for what the product is you know i i think it's a solid three as well Let's gather a couple more uh, tasting notes around this. Uh, Maidman Bob, what do you think about, uh, Slaughterhouse?
4: Well, I'm picking up notes of, uh, leather and sandalwood. Um, the, the, the key that I get to it, e- even though it says here that it's nine years old, it tastes a lot younger than that. Um, I think another year or two in the barrel might really bring something out to it. I give it a good solid three.
1: Oh, okay. Excellent. Interesting and uh made man trent what do you think about slaughterhouse okay brent it's did brent, i say it again i'm
0: gonna get i'm gonna, I'm gonna get <laughs> to
2: the it's brent
1: <laughs> mike i think you might I absolutely know brent i don't know what trent uh, sorry made it, man you met brent, brent in real
2: life not no, too long ago yes
1: dude. i absolutely here's, know here's, who was on the who was on the show with us i'm sorry we've oh, <laughs> been drinking just a wee bit <laughs> You yeah. and I have both been drinking just yeah. a wee bit. But, I will but, say, all you but black here's the thing: is like that just like call me good old, old well, like Louie.
0: I think when they put this in the barrel. I just don't think that it had a high enough char I mean I don't know what 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 char level they used, but I would have liked to seen them use like one or two levels higher because I, th- I think they used a one or a two level char and I just don't think it got the flavor that it that it deserves and it needs and uh, I'm just giving it a I'm giving it a two is that a reused barrel or is that a well, char
7: no yeah. I think that's it's the discussion a here that we've been barrel. having is that this is not a new charred oak barrel do you char a yeah,
0: barrel? And that's what i think that's what the problem I is don't i don't think if he, i think if they use a the new barrel i would say no i think that would really really uh help I, this out a lot I think labels a tell lot. you
7: a lot without saying what they don't say so this says american whiskey on it and it doesn't say bourbon mm. it doesn't say it's straight it doesn't say any of the things that would indicate
5: some wine dudes it's yeah,
7: using. It, it it can't be yeah,
5: straight. It
2: can't be a bourbon because they're not new virgin American oak. Exactly. They're using Papillon barrels. Papillon is a, a red it's, wine. It's a Bordeaux style blend. It's mostly Cabernet Sauvignon. It's got a lot of Merlot. It's got a lot of uh, Cabernet Franc in it. It's it's a Bordeaux style blend. And it's, a,
5: it's a whether virgin, he charred or not. It's a virgin But, I,
0: but I, I the original product comes. From. From. Phenomenal, you know. Good boy, Jason. Jason. Well, you know, when, Once it's they put it into phenomenal. those other barrels, you know, mm. I don't know that they can. Uh, that it's. I just don't. I just don't get the the bourbon flavor out of it.
6: Mm.
1: Well, Good boy, Jason. Just so no,
0: I've
1: I've, yeah, I've actually yes, fought for
3: the much. last six months with uh, the labeling, the, oh, TTB. the TTB. They they hate me because I actually want to tell the truth, but more importantly. Um, well, a lot of when, do. Whenever you age something in a secondary barrel, they do not like it they, at all, and they don't want you to label it correctly. They actually want you to lie. So there, there's two ways that this can go. When they put it in the wine barrels, they could have the TTB could have designated it as no longer considered a bourbon or a straight whiskey. So you have to call it American whiskey. That's that's route one. Uh, route, that's what
2: they have on the route
3: two is. That he used whiskey that was aged and reused cooperage. He sourced reused cooperage American whiskey, which there is a good amount on the open market right now. So that's that your is that is my product. guess. Correct.
7: So your starting product yeah. is
3: yeah. a reused. It's a it's a new whiskey that was aged nine years old, but it was aged in a barrel yeah. that had already held whiskey before that. And that's my likely guess of where this whiskey came from. Um, now, when he put it in the barrel. He had to put Papillon. finished in bottles, the the Papillon barrels. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really how the TTB <clears throat> makes you label it. And I think that's a major issue in America right now, is that the TTB does not understand multiple barrels at all. I they, think They the just Papillon, don't know what to do.
1: I think the Papillon barrel totally Ooh, look, got washed. How, how, does, how does the
2: Scotch Whiskey yeah. Society Yeah, know
1: it's not there.
2: Scot- Scotland handles reused barrels perfectly. Correct. They tell you right away you can use... Different wine
3: finishes. How is the TTP not understand this? They they just don't get it. I so like for it's my Cumberland Cask government. label, they <laughs> I have tried to do um, a multiple barrel product, Alabama. and I've tried to put on the label exactly the barrels that I did. So I started off with a straight Tennessee whiskey, and then put it in another barrel. The moment I put it in the other barrel, they said it's no longer a straight Tennessee whiskey.
2: It's not. No, my, you know, my, my I understand where they're coming from. Because My, they don't want you to say straight Tennessee whiskey right, on the but, label. Right, but product. I
3: said it originated as straight Tennessee whiskey, and then it became a finished product. And I'm Got giving to. the end user all the information. They don't want me to give the user all that information. That's amazing. I mean, it, it. The laws are old and antiquated, I and they need to change labeling laws. I have a theory. We're
7: still in prohibition in this country, and I think we have a long, long way to go before we really come out of it. And. As states, we're all fighting it every day. It, it needs to be a bigger movement. And
1: I, I know the source of all this,
7: Diagio. No,
1: nope. the people that are part of T, uh, the people that are running the TTB are all Alabama graduates.
6: <laughs> when <laughs> roll time roll tide. When
5: when Donald when Donald Trump names Alabama <laughs> Senator There's Jeff Senor, Jeff Sessions as his vice presidential running mate, oh. then it it'll, it'll all
1: get fixed. Let's move on to the next product. Let's do that. Which is the Straight Edge bourbon. And Carrie Ann is going to give us the background on the Straight Edge bourbon from mm. Splinter Group.
7: Straight Edge, roll tide. A oh, <coughs> <God>, special, <laughs> spirit. <laughs> so special. Woo. Straight Edge is a blend of 5, 7, and 8-year-old bourbon from Kentucky and Tennessee. The mash bill is approximately 70% corn with a balance of wheat and rye. The bourbon was finished at the facility in Napa Valley where it was aged in mercury head barrels. Those are Dave's high end Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. The barrels imparted toasty vanilla ish and dried fruit notes while also allowing the bourbon to soften and mellow. The spirit was aged at 124 proof and then
1: titrated.
7: Thank you to its bottle strength. She saw tit. Of 84 (laughs) proof.
1: It's the amount of sugared water. I I wish
5: she had had bottled this (laughs) at higher
1: proof.
7: (laughs) The water used was from Dave's ranch
1: guess. It was from Dave's Ranch. <laughs> from
5: a cattle park. And that ranch
7: is high in the hills of Alexander Valley. I believe we mentioned maybe over 2,000 feet.
6: Mm-hmm. We do. This
7: property is rugged remote and more importantly the home to three aquifers that pump out pristine crystal clear idyllic water. Really? <laughs> We're doing all that up there. Mm-hmm. The bourbon was bottled there in Napa Valley at their facility and released in the market in late 2014. With a mere 1,800 six packs.
1: Well, so the uh, the first thing that I thought of when I read through <laughs> this, when it said uh, five, seven, eight year old bourbon from t- uh, Kentucky and Tennessee, do you,
8: no bourbon in Tennessee. Do
1: you see the deckle truck basically driving back and forth?
8: <laughs> you know? Oh, hey absolutely. That
7: was totally
1: yeah. what. That was totally what I there, saw. Diageo there is, has more,
7: all this there is
2: more Tennessee whiskey than, than Dickel and Jim Beam. You know, Diageo I mean,
7: was gi- fighting us to not have to Jim Beam, use. I mean, oh yeah, Diageo was fighting us t- on the Tennessee whiskey uh, definition to want to use those used barrels, and they found a use for them. Yeah. So bully to them.
1: So let's talk about uh, straight edge bourbon. Um, let's see. Let's go with Made Man Brent r- real quick.
2: Thirty seconds, Brent.
1: Oh, you picked the wrong person again.
0: Oh man.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, once again,
0: I just think that it's just not, it's just not enough. I don't know where they went up, where they drove from Tennessee to to Kentucky and back and stuff. But I just don't think they got enough char in the barrel. I just don't think there's enough vanilla and and caramel in the product. You know, they're, I think in uh, in two or three or four years, I think it's going to be a great product. Mm. And
1: Disagree. your Sips rating. And your My Sips, rating. Sips rating. I'm going to give this one a three, you go though. Three. There you go. Well, we've uh, run out of time for this episode to cover a bit more around straight edge bourbon. You can uh, check it out for yourself as well as probably some of our tasting notes online. Well, let's wrap up our episode for today. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Ooh. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> go, go ahead, say Roll Tide. I'm going to throw
0: up. Well, oh roll Tide. Roll
6: Tide, baby.
1: Uh, um, can I just say Enema?
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: that's, that's,
1: that's probably going to make it into the name of this episode for sure.
6: Enema
1: of the State. There you go. No. <laughs> anyway. you Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media hosts. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sips, Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or the Google Play Store. We love your feedback as well and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com and on Twitter at at Sip, Sud, Smoke as well. I want to thank my host for being here today. Good old boy Jason. Glad to be here. Good old boy John. Glad you came to the house. <laughs> Good old gal Kirian.
7: Roll Tide.
1: Made man Brent. <laughs> you can't say you've been drinking all day if you don't start in the morning. There right, you go. <laughs> Made man Bob, thanks for being here. You
4: can't say you've been drinking all day if you keep saying Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> and a good old
1: boy done. our meat roll tide oh That's man
8: just Nick the Saban perpetual the buzzer
1: <laughs> <laughs> please come back let us insult you this good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping.